it's just, it's just funny. It's, it's you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, Dick. Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Barardo Podcast. I'm your host here, Tony Barardo. Uh, thank you for tuning in as per usual. Today's a fun episode, like most episodes. Uh, I say that for, but uh, in all fairness, I'm a little biased, but most episodes are very fun, and today is no different. Now, I will tell you this, though. If you didn't know already, I will not be having a guest today, unfortunately. But the good news is I do have some very exciting information to share with you today. It's a wicked world out there. We know it. We feel it. We smell it. We taste it. I get it. I'm here to help. Hopefully. Now, I am not the sharpest tool in the shed by any means. Uh, however, what I am is uh, very frugal. I know that because my wife tells me that all the time. Uh, but I have been for quite some time, uh, only the past probably like decade. Because when I was in my 20s, I was extremely irresponsible. Um, but that's what you're supposed to do in your 20s. Uh, so I definitely, I definitely partook in that, you know, but as I got older, I realized, Ooh, wait a minute. I need to focus on my career and my life. And, uh, what if I get married? What if I have kids? Oh, Betsy, I need to do something quick. So I started saving money and downsizing and got a studio apartment when I was, uh, in my mid twenties and I lived on my own and didn't go out and didn't party, didn't do a lot. And then eventually I was able to save up and buy my first home. And uh, then I ended up meeting my now wife. Obviously, she was my girlfriend prior to that. But uh, we bought our second home together. And then we ended up renting out my first home to create some passive income for ourselves. Saved up money and then uh, bought our third home. And then during this nice little uh, boost, we, uh, we sold both homes. Now, is that ideal for everybody? No, especially not right now with the real estate market being the way it is. You're like, eh, it's only get to the good stuff. I get it. No matter how the market goes or what happens around you, the one thing that you can be sure of, if you want more money, you just need to save it. It's really that simple. Now, look, a lot of this is going <laughs> to, a lot goes into what we're talking about, right? You need to make sure you have a job. You need to make sure you're making money and all that stuff. But I think the core foundation, what I want to go over with you guys today is really eight simple ways to save money. And I'm personally getting this from a blog because uh, there's a lot of great information out there on the internet. And I'm going to add my own two cents and tell you if I agree and disagree with this um, from Better Money Habits, if you want to check out the full blog. But really, there's three ways super easily today. You could listen to this and then don't listen to the rest of this. The one thing I would tell you is I know a lot of us are spending a lot of money on internet and streaming because, you know, some of us are working from home. Uh, most everybody is watching and streaming services from home. Uh, but there's negatives to that, right? Because if you have Peacock or ESPN or uh, Disney Plus, Apple Plus, you know, Netflix, Hulu, I mean, that could be up to $100 a month. So the, the one thing I would say is take a look at your expenses, your streaming services, and really cut down what you're not watching. And if you don't want to delete it, that's fine. But like, for example, uh, we have Hulu and Peacock and all these other ones. A lot of these streaming services offer free streaming, but you have to listen to ads. So I would challenge you to say, listen, if I don't, you know, watch Peacock that much, 
but there's some good shows on there like The Office or Parks and Rec, and you know they always have like good movies on there too. So just suck it up, watch the ads, and it's free. Doesn't cost you anything, you know. Or you can upgrade and spend a, a couple extra bucks, but or you can upgrade and spend a, a couple extra bucks. But if the streaming service offers free streaming, and all you have to do is watch ads, do that to every single one. That's what we did, and we're saving a ton of money that way. But yeah, you got to suck it up and watch ads. And let's be honest, when an ad comes on, what do you do? You just grab your phone anyway, right? And you hang out, you go on Instagram or TikTok or something. So save the money, save the 5, 10, 20, 30 bucks a month. You're going to love it. So that's an easy way, right? That's number one. Number two for me is splitting your meals. So I don't like to go out to dinner. Me and the wife, we cook at home. Um, We spend a lot of money on you know, groceries and food, and we really like to cook from home. I just feel better person with my health. Um, so I'm not a big fan of going out to dinner. But if you do go out to dinner, try splitting your meals. Those meals at the restaurant are like family style. Like even if you go to a Chili's or a Maggiano's or like a nice restaurant and you're spending 30 bucks a plate, those meals are massive. Really any restaurant is. I mean, if you look at like the caloric intake for some of those meals, you shouldn't be eating the whole thing anyway. And I know a lot of you are saying, well, I pack it up and then I, I bring it home for lunch the next day. You know what would be even better is if you just order one meal, split it with your spouse. Now you're spending less money on that. Now you can, you know, reallocate those funds to something else. The other thing, and I've talked about this before, so I don't want to dive too much into it. Is, okay, I know what you're thinking. I don't want to listen to another ad. Listen, I, I get it. But hold on a second because you're going to want to hear this. But I got to tell you about this company, Follow. So if you can't hear, I'm wearing some of their bracelets and their bracelets are awesome because they've actually partnered with nonprofit wildlife organizations to help educating us humans by creating these really cool bracelets. Now, how does this educate us humans? Well, this is the cool part is every time you purchase one of these really cool bracelets, they give you your own animal to track. So right now, as you can see, I'm tracking three sharks. I have a turtle one. I have an orca one and a polar bear one because I'm obsessed. They give you a name. They give you where it's located and you just track the animal right on your phone. It's one of the coolest things you'll probably get. And if you know me, I'm a huge shark fan. So the fact that I can track my own sharks, that's pretty cool. And by working with my follow, it allows you to donate to some of these nonprofits like Saving the Blue, which help educate us about sharks. And just because you're a listener of my podcast, you're going to get 20% off your purchase and up to 10% is going to go to the foundation of your choosing. Visit my follow. That's my F-A-H-L-O.com and use the code theberardo 20 to get 20% off your bracelets and up to 10% of the profits are going to go to the foundation of your choosing. And I'd also love to see your pictures too. Post those and tag me and my follow. But without further ado, let's get back in to today's episode. See, I told you it was worth it. But you know, look at your break-even. And if you don't know what your break-even is, it's a, it's a business term. You can look it up. It's called a break-even analysis. You know, what, what amount of money do you have to make to pay your bills? If you're watching me on YouTube, I'm going to go ahead and show you this. This is my break-even analysis. So I kind of put that together. And, uh, you know, I have monthly income, what we bring in, and then what are called fixed expenses. So, like, that's your mortgage, your HOA, uh, your groceries, your car payment, your insurance. Uh, of course, streaming services are in there. Uh, if you have a vehicle that needs oil changes, you know, usually you do an oil change every three months, right? If it's regular synthetic, or excuse me, if it's uh, regular, or if it's synthetic, you're doing it every six months. But let's say it's every three months, it's normally 30, 40 bucks, right? So what is that? That's 120 a year. Call it 10 bucks a month. 
So I put that into my monthly break even. So even though you're not spending it every month, put it in there so you know that's how much money you need to have so you can have those expenses. And you do that with a lot of stuff. You could do it with haircuts. You know, you could do it with anything that is a recurring charge every month, every three months, every six months, every year. You know, let's say if you, I don't know, have a bill that you pay once a year or whatever, um, put that money aside per month. So that way you could figure out how much money you need to make per month. Figuring out your break even and figure out what you actually have to have in your bank account to pay your bills is very, very important to saving money. I will be specific in saying cash, cash you need to have in your bank account. Just because you have credit cards does not mean you can cover your break even. You should not use borrow money. In my opinion, you should not use borrow money to pay your bills because your credit card, just like anything else, could be taken away. You know, that's not yours. <laughs> the cash, I mean, technically the money in the bank isn't necessarily yours anyway anymore. <laughs> but I mean, even if it's a, you know, a money bag underneath the mattress, whatever it is, make sure it's cash that you could pay your bills. But if you were looking for ways to save money, I got you. Here's eight simple ways that you can save money. Number one, record your expenses. We talked a little bit about this before, right? But record your expenses. The first step to saving money is figuring out how much you actually spend. Keep track of all your expenses. That means your coffee, your household items, any tips, especially your monthly bills. Record those expenses however it's easiest for you, whether it's pen and paper, a simple spreadsheet, uh, organize categories such as gas, groceries, mortgage. Okay, next up, include savings in your budget. Now that you know the amount of money that you spend per month, you can begin creating a budget. Your budget should show you your expenses that are relative to your income so that you can plan your spending, so you can plan your spending and limit overspending. Be sure to factor in expenses that occur regularly, but not every month, such as car maintenance, including a savings category in your budget, and aim to save an amount that initially feels comfortable to you. So you hear a lot of people say, you know, put 10% of your paycheck away, 15% of your paycheck away. So figure out what amount makes sense to you or put that somewhere where if you want to invest it, that's a great move as well. But whatever you could do to get yourself comfortable in setting aside money, you know, and uh, I used the example earlier about streaming services, right? So let's say you spend $100 on streaming services, but you cut that down to 50. Well, normally you're used to spending 100. So now essentially you have $50 kind of left over hanging out. Take that 50 bucks put it in a savings account. Do that every month because you already spend that anyway. But now that you're not able to spend that, toss it away in a savings account. And at the end of the year, you're going to have some extra money. And you could do that with a lot of other things to where that could be thousands of dollars at the end of the year. Number three, find ways to cut spending. This is a great one. One of my faves. If you can't save as much money as you like, it might be time to cut back some of your expenses. Identifying some non-essentials such as entertainment, dining out, things that you could spend less on. Look for ways to save on fixed monthly expenses, such as your car insurance or cell phone plan. You know, and that's another good practice as well, uh, whether it's shopping around for insurance company. You know, if you have, I don't know, an insurance company charging you two, three, four, five hundred dollars for a couple of vehicles, maybe you can get something a little bit cheaper. It might not be the best insurance. It might not be as good as what you're paying now. But again, cut your expenses to figure out ways to save extra money. And then you can always upgrade down the road when you have that extra savings if you really want to. But I think things like insurance and, you know, cell phone is a great move because all that stuff's relative. You know, you don't necessarily need its perspective, right? It's it's having the new iPhone and telling people you have the new iPhone versus if you just have an Android or a cheap flip phone. I mean, it gets the job done, obviously, unless you're creating content. 
but really just need the basic stuff, right? And most cell phone services now are 4 and 5G, and they're pretty good. Unless you live up in the mountains, you don't need the best of the best service. So if you could save 100 200 bucks a month, it might be worth it for you. But here's some other interesting ways. Check this out. So you could search for free activities, use resources like uh, you know online community event listings, and places where you can find, uh, find free low-cost entertainment that you can do with your family. Review recurring charges. So canceling subscriptions and memberships that you're not using, especially if they renew automatically. Sometimes we don't look at our bank account and we don't understand that we're spending, even if it's 20 or 30 bucks a month, that's still money that you can reallocate somewhere else. Examine the cost of eating out versus cooking at home. So I kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, I personally, I know for sure it's cheaper to cook at home. A, because your portions aren't that big. So obviously you're going to be eating healthier as well. But, you know, I also look at it like I'm controlling my food. So, I mean, no one else is touching my food. That's gross as it is. I'd rather be the one cooking it. So just that alone is worth it. But financially, it's definitely cheaper. I'll let you do your own math on that. But it definitely is. Take my word for it. Um, but you could examine that cost and might be able to save money. Next up, another good tip is wait before you buy. Tell my wife this one. Uh, it says when tempted by a non-essential purchase, just wait a few days. You may realize that the item was something that you wanted to buy off impulse and that you didn't really need. And now you can develop a plan to save up money to purchase it down the road. So don't buy off impulse, I think is uh, a good practice there. All right, here's number four. Number four is set a savings goal. So one of the best ways to save money is to set a goal. Start by thinking about what you want and why you want to save both short term and long term. Think of maybe like one year to three years for your short term. Your long term is over four years. Then estimate how much you need to save and along with what you could actually save. So kind of make something that you actually need, the amount of money that you need. Let's say it's $10,000 you want to save over the course of four years. Okay, that's $10,000. So now how can you do that? Figure out those yearly expenditures that you can cut. Figure that out and see if it's realistic. You know, to save $30,000 in a year is unrealistic. and You're not going to be able to do that. So just make something realistic and set a goal. Number five, determine your financial properties. Hmm. Number five, determine your financial priorities. So after your expenses and income, your goals are likely to have the biggest impact on how you allocate for savings. For example, if you know you're going to need to replace your car in the near future, whether it's a year or two years, you could actually start putting money away for that now. Be sure to remember your long-term goals. It's important that planning for retirement doesn't take a backseat to short-term needs. Learning how to prioritize your savings goals can give you a clear idea of how to allocate your savings. Number six, pick the right tools. There are many savings and investing accounts suitable for long and short-term goals. You don't have to just pick one. Look carefully at all the options and consider balance minimums, fees, and interest rates. And of course, all this comes down to creating short-term and long-term goals. Okay, number seven. So make savings automatic. This is something I love to do is most banks do offer um, automated transfers between checking and savings. So you can set something up to where it's setting aside X amount of dollars per month. Um, or, you know, sometimes it rounds up uh, to the nearest dollar and then it puts the rest away in savings, things like that. So try to set something up automatic so that way you're not worrying about it too much. Similar to like the stock market, it's almost better to have something automated and working with somebody versus like, doing it yourself because if you're constantly looking at your phone transferring money checking saving savings sometimes we see that dollar amount and we're like "Ooh, i just saved a hundred dollars so i can actually buy like you know five things at starbucks this week like it's important to kind of put your brain out of it that way you can focus a little bit more on other things besides just this 
Number eight, last but not least, watch your savings grow. Review your budget and check your progress each month. This will actually help you not only stick with your personal savings plan and your goals, but also identify and fix problems quickly. Understanding how to save money uh, may even inspire you to find other ways to hit those goals faster. And again, I think that all goes back to letting it ride for a month, check on it, look into it, dive deeper into it. And really, you shouldn't be spending a lot of money. You know, if you really think about it, what do we actually need? What should we be spending money on? Food, shelter, family. That's it. That's all you need to spend money on. Everything else are wants. And there's a lot of cool wants out there. I want a lot of stuff too. But you have to set up a plan. There's nothing wrong with being frugal. Because when something goes down, or if someone needs money, you know who they go to? The people that were frugal. The people that have the money. And the good news is, if you set up your goal and you reach your goals, now you can do things even more outlandish than what you ever dreamed. But if you want all the cool things and the, the fun trips, you need to get good at saving. Because if you can get good at saving, you'll have more money so you can do more things down the road. If you have a spouse or friend and they are horrible at saving money, do me a favor. Send them this podcast. Um, hopefully it'll give them some value like it has given you. And uh, as always, uh, I am Tony Barotto. Thank you for tuning in to the Barotto Podcast. And until next time, we will see you later. Peace. Oh, hey there. First of all, thanks for making it to the end of this video. Not a lot of people do, according to the YouTube analytics. But I, I do want to say thanks for listening to this. There's some more episodes if you want to check those out. And they're all just as good. But if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Check out those timestamps below to reference uh, some of the topics I talked about, as well as some discount links to some of our sponsors and affiliates. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.